This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. We talked with our next guest last time during the uh, PGA Championship, Andrew Shepard, who was uh, spotting there for Andy North in ESPN last time. We're going to check in with him again right now. Not at uh, LA Country Club, an opportunity to go, but damn you, NBC. But still, uh, we'll uh, check in with Andrew and find out what the latest is on his opinion of what we're watching there at the LACC. What's going on, dude? How are you, man? Hey, Paul. Good to catch up with you again. Absolutely, man. Thank you for doing this. Uh, What was uh, some of your takeaways from day one there out in L.A.? And what has been described as, let me see, let me get this, let me make sure I got my, uh, my list here, small, uh, sumptuous, vaguely interested crowds, and then, of course, all of the red all over the leaderboard. It it was not a banner day for LACC, and I hate that for them, of trying to bring back a major there to the Los Angeles area. Uh, the Marine layer played a, played a pretty big role in what happened yesterday, uh, but what was your thoughts after what we witnessed yesterday at day one? Yeah, that was that was a fun first round overall, just, just watching the action, and of course, just getting the layout of the course and how all the how all the holes are how the players are going to play it this week um you know you had you had every score out there i mean you had guys in groups that were shooting mid 70s and you had guys in groups like like ricky you know shooting a 62 you know and and xander as well um so that that's really what sticks out is just the uniqueness of this course you know, it's it's not one of those uh, very populated uh, type majors with the crowds, uh, just because of the sort of the corporate atmosphere of what LACC is and everything like that. Um, so, so yeah, that that's uh, really uh, what uh, caught my eye. And there are a lot of good names on this leaderboard um, that uh, you sort of flying under the radar, like uh, especially with Ricky. Um, you know. Um, Ricky's been playing solid all yeah. all season long, really. I mean, he's had six top tens. His best finish was back in October of last year at the Zozo at T2. But, I mean, he's made 4.7 in winnings this season. He's 25th in FedEx Cup points. But, I mean, you know, the since – and I looked this up. Like, since March, like mid-March, he's finished T17 – or higher outside of missing the cut at the PGA, which was just by one stroke. He just couldn't make enough birdies in his second round um, to make the cut. But other than that, he's finished T17 or whatnot. And of course he didn't, he didn't get to play the masters because he didn't qualify for it. But overall he's been playing so solid and it's great to see his sort of turnaround. Well, the thing, Andrew, that stands out to me, uh, even outside of Ricky, is is the golf course in general. Because I know that everyone got like, all right, I'm not tuning in to watch this. I want to watch, you know, the golf course yeah. wreak havoc on the best players in the world. And I I understand that because that's what we're used to in a U.S. Open. But I don't want to take away anything that we that we see from the golf course in general and the layout because, mm-hmm. um, yes, there are low scores. But maybe we should also be paying attention to the play with with some of these guys here because you can take the number six hole as an example. So you've got it's 315, uh, dog leg, par four, moves right off the tee. 
You got the blind. It's a downhill tee shot. It's an elevated green. It's a it's a slender green with an island in the back left and a bowl in the front right. Mm-hmm. That tests everything that a professional player has in his bag and puts you in a blender in terms of what's happening between the ears. What That's a I mean it's it's the layout is great. I don't want that to be the story that oh this course stinks. These guys are just are just killing it. No, the course doesn't stink. The weather and yet also how, these guys are really freaking good, man. That's what they do, and that was on full display to me yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and what you said, like with the marine layer, so it made the conditions a little bit soft. It's really sort of been been overcast, but very very nice and minimal winds. Uh, that's the thing that I've noticed. Like, there hasn't been much out there. There's not going to be much in the next few days as well. And so, uh, with this course, I mean, th- like you see those low scores, these fairways are wider than what you saw at, at Oak Hill. Um, and so there are certain holes where they are a little bit narrower, but overall it's, it's fairly wide. So you can get drives, you can bomb drives pretty far down and you'll still be in good condition. Now the rough still is, it still does play a factor, but I would say most of the factor is the rough around the green. So if your iron play is off, and like you mentioned, some of these holes are very narrow. Um, they're not very deep. And so if you, um, you know, just pull a little bit long or whatever, um, you can uh, make uh, bogey, double bogey, um, and your scores can uh, see that effect from it. So, so yeah, that's, that's what I love about this course so far. It's, it's a great test for these guys. And like you mentioned, like number six today, if the pins, the pins on the left today. So there's a section of that hole. If you go right of, of the green, it's open over there. That's where a lot of players are going to go today. Because if you go left and you try to just hit a little wedge up there, you're not going to have a much spin. And if you go long, um, then you'll get into that rough. So so, yeah, I, I love it, and I love seeing just all the great players on this leaderboard. Andrew, uh, we're all impressed with uh, you and Pop and y'all's in-depth golf questions and what? everything. But uh, for us average golf fans, all right, <laughs> let me ask you the average question that everybody really wants to know right now, okay? You've seen the players. You've seen what the course is like. Who's going to be competing on Sunday? I really think – I. So I picked Xander at the PGA last last time. Um, he ended up finishing right around C18, I believe. Um, I think, you know, being a Cali guy, you know, he's very comfortable around the courses over there. I really think he'll, he'll get it done. Um, I mean, he shot a, a bogey-free 62. Uh, what's crazy is like Ricky, he had two, he had two bogeys for his 62, but uh, Xander went flawless. Uh, on his 62, made a lot of great putts, but he's been so solid this season overall, just hasn't uh, gotten that win yet. But I, I think Xander's in the spot to where he can he can get it done. So he's my favorite right now. Um, I love seeing, and not a lot of people talk about him, uh, Wyndham Clark. I mean, he's currently right now at eight under, tied for the lead, uh, first round 64. Um, he's had six top tens this season. Of course, he won at the Wells Fargo last month by four shots over Xander um, in that one. Um, he did miss the, the PGA uh, cut, but overall, he's been playing so well. But um, I'm going to go with Xander for this one. 
Well, well, well. Look, let let me flip over to where my uh, my draft was, and oh, what do I see? Oh, Xander Shoffley with my number one overall pick in our draft that we have here on the Blitz 1170. Hmm. Nobody likes a bragger pop. I'm just saying. Hashtag just saying. Hey, Andrew, um, from what you've been able to watch today, and it's been difficult, you know, trying to prep for a radio show, having this baseball game on, and then actually being on the air. So mm-hmm. my attention has been kind of turned away elsewhere. I'm just looking at, at some of the numbers that I've seen so far. So I do see... Like, Tagala went four under today, uh, even though he's only through yep. 16. But uh, there are a few big numbers, but it doesn't seem like it's as heavy-handed as what it was yesterday. Um, so how much of that is is with the marine layer that, that was there early this morning that might be dissipating a little bit? And we got half the damn field that's going off here in a little bit anyway. A lot of guys that are still mm-hmm. coming up. So anything can change. But what has changed from yesterday compared to d- today with what you've seen? Yeah, so far uh, what I've seen, the the toughness of, of the pin locations. Uh, I think after yesterday with all with all the low scores that are being shot, I think the USGA sort of, uh, you know, looked into that and put, put some tough pins in some tough locations. So that plays a factor as well. And I think the wind has been up a little bit uh, from yesterday. So that may play a factor as well. But overall, like what you're seeing, a lot of guys, uh, are taking advantage of the front nine. That's really where you got to take advantage of uh, this course is the front nine. And then if you can put something out there on the back and, and survive those last couple of holes uh, that are pretty tough stretch to the end, um, then you're going to, you're going to do well going into uh, Saturday and Sunday. We were talking earlier that the uh, USGA course setup guy basically went on the golf channel and all but apologized yesterday. So you knew that <laughs> if he had the opportunity to crank this thing up a little bit, oh, they were going to. And uh, it looks oh, like yeah. that they did so far with the pin placement, at, le- at least from from what you're telling us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, they'll they'll move some some uh, uh, tee boxes yep. around as well. You'll you'll see that. So especially you know Saturday and and Sunday. I mean you have you have three par fives and you have or actually you have five par threes and three par fives or whatnot. And you have all sorts of distances on those. You have them from two what two eighty or whatnot uh, to all the way down to the short one on the back nine at around just 100 yards or less. So, I mean, that's what the USGA can do to make this thing fun. Andrew, good stuff, man. Thank you so much for jumping on with us here in Tulsa for a few quick minutes. Always appreciate uh, you and your uh, breakdowns and the golf brain that exists. Uh, We'll have to do this again soon, man. Thank you so much for joining us here in Tulsa. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Dion. That is Andrew Shepard. Enjoy your weekend here on the Blitz 1170. Uh, joining us to talk a little L.A. Country Club. L.A. <laughs> Country Club. Ooh, sounds like I could play there. No, you can't. <laughs> At all. Do you want to know how I know? Why? Because you were asking me how much it was going to cost to have a limb removed from your yard. That would not be a question that you would be asking if you could play out at the L.A. Country Club. Oh, okay. I was talking about how easy the course was, but you were talking about money. All right, we'll see. we see how it is. See how it is. <laughs> but, I mean, if you really want to go there, how about both instances would not allow you to potentially play there? I mean, if Ricky can 
go 62. I mean, I'm sure I could get to at least 80. 162? <laughs> All right, it's 251. Hey! Better than that. 162. Top of the sixth. ORU is at bat. There's one out. They have a runner on third. It is still TCU with a one-run lead. It's one to nothing right now. But a chance for ORU to even this bad boy up. Again, one out, top of the sixth. They have a runner on third. And we'll see if the Golden Eagles can find a way to get themselves back in to the even numbers with TCU here during this timeout. We'll also have the Blitz mix coming up for you here on the Blitz 1170. The Taste of Summer is coming to Broken Arrow. That is next weekend, Saturday, June 24th. Not this weekend, but next weekend. 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Central Park on Main. They have all-you-can-eat ice cream available for you 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. there at the Central Park on Main Street in Broken Arrow. It's a taste of summer brought to you by Bluebell, and we are proud to partner with them here on the Blitz 1170. What are you laughing at? I can't tell you. I can't. Why not? Go to go, go to break. Okay. I'll well, I guess we'll go to break and find out what Dion's chuckling about. Yeah, ca- chuckles the clown over there. Share with the audience. And Colby Daniels next year on the Blitz 1170. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.